201. 201 episodes. Ba-ba-da! And Just we like those Dalmatians. Have, we have. Imagine if every single one of those Dalmatians came out deformed and they had to put them down. <laughs> you don't think they could cobble together 101 good ones from 201 bad ones? With a little vivisection? Just like a Franken-mation? Yeah, like you've got like a good version of Cruella DeVille who doesn't want to skin the puppy. She just wants to uh, hook hook each puppy up with uh, enough organs to live. She's like a a, a veterinarian... uh, of uh, just uh, very benevolent to these these puppies. I I feel like I'm picturing this film, and it's not pleasant for children. <laughs> Folks, we still don't have a podcast yet, but we've been going strong for over 200 episodes now, and that that has to count for something. And uh, to celebrate. We have a special guest. You might have seen him in films. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the crazy gremlin from <laughs> Gremlins 2. <laughs> there he is, everybody. He's, so he's still got it. <laughs> Don't let don't let anybody tell you that you don't still got it crazy. Get oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. oh no. Oh, oh, he's making a mess. <sighs> well, hopefully this is the week. This is gonna be the one. Where, oh. uh, this is gonna be the one where we finally we finally figure out what we're doing with ourselves and with our so-called podcast we've had some good times along the way if if you uh if you haven't go back one episode and listen to oh oh geez now he's in a car oh boy (laughs) go back and listen to our greatest hits episode that we put out last week and hear just just the good parts and none of the bad parts (laughs) Have you had a good Halloween? I have. Uh, it, it's been a week. I, I had to work a whole lot. I had to work on Saturday. But other than mm. that, I can't complain. Yeah, I had a pretty busy, busy Halloween. But uh, then today... Oh, oh boy. What's he doing now? <laughs> today... Today, I took my kids trick-or-treating and at the last minute decided that I was going to wear a costume and I just wore my <laughs> I just wore my old man mask oh. that we bought from our Wish.com episode. I, I got some use out of that as well. I, I wore mine to work on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you just going around your job like, there's too much fucking shit on me. Yeah. <laughs> it kills. Yeah. 
Mine didn't stay on for very long. I didn't actually work in it. I, I just showed up, made an impression, and took it off. That's the best way to... Oh, jeez. I'm going to have to be cleaning that up. <laughs> Folks, if you're just joining us, the crazy gremlin is here. I think he just electrocuted himself. He's making a huge mess. Yeah, he's not the electric gremlin. He's not supposed to be electrocuted. Yeah. Do you have an idea for a podcast? I do, but I, I'm wondering if this is not the right week to do it since we have a crazy gremlin here. I, I think that he might make an even bigger mess with this idea. It, it is a Crock-Pot-Toberfest. Ooh. Well, this is coming out on November 1st, which, <laughs> I mean, listen, Oktoberfest, doesn't that... I can't remember if it's that, it's really in September or if it's really in November. I just know that it's not really supposed to be October. October. Well, listen, we could do Crock-Pot-Toberfest, and, and we'll say, this is different. This one's in November yeah. if, it, if it's not the same. And if it is the same, we'll be like, we did it on purpose that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, I I love uh, when you go to a, a crock pot luck and there are just all kinds of uh, warm, savory dishes that have been slow cooking, simmering for hours. And uh, mm. I just would, would like uh, to have a podcast where we push that crock pot agenda. I think that there needs to be more crock pot foods in, in situations that aren't just uh, like somebody's party. I think that like the gas stations should just have uh, crock pots full of barbecue pulled pork and uh, uh, like a, a cheese oh. queso dip that you, you can buy and put on a little scale like it's a froyo. Could you imagine? Have you seen they got those uh, machines that you put the little you, you pick out a cup and put it in the in the milkshake mixer at Speedway. Yep. Could you imagine if you could get like a, like a black bean soup mm -hmm. and just, it, it's just the cooked beans and then a broth and then you put it in there and it just, Oh, <laughs> I think he just slipped on something. <laughs> just like an immersion blender and you make yourself a smooth black bean soup. And all the while you get to play, uh, version of uh, what's Subway Surfers, but where a little milkshake cup is running around, <laughs> or a, a can of soup. Oh, speaking of sub of Speedway, uh, breaking news: doo -doo 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 -doo. Gas Station TV has rebranded. They are now GSTV. <laughs> I saw it the other day when I was getting gas. It was like, "Welcome to GSTV," and I was like, "What?" They've gone legit. Yeah. Not just for gas stations anymore. I've, I've noticed that they, they have a, a, a face of gas station TV or GSTV, if you will. And it's not us, which is, it is frustrating. Not. It's Maria Menounos. They, they pulled out the big guns. Yeah. We were in talks, but then they had a change uh, of uh, management over there at gas station TV. And, you know, all, all the projects that are in development all die when somebody new comes mm -hmm. in, they said. 
we don't want this. We have a we have an idea. It's a six second Marvel show about <laughs> Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> Damn. But keep your eyes peeled for the Fin Fang Foom minute on GSTV. Featuring Maria Menunos. She perches right up on his shoulder there and gives you some <laughs> ideas, uh, recipes. It's a six-second interv- interview show with a giant dragon from Iron Man. And he's like, So, Dex Shepard, I hear you have a new project coming up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. This has been Fin Fang Foom News. <laughs> Crock-Pot Toberfest. I just made a delicious stew yesterday in my Crock-Pot. What, what was in your stew? I, I like to keep it simple. Just carrots, potatoes, beef. Just had some cubed beef that I got at the Costco. I put it in the I put it in a pot and sear it so it's all brown on the outsides, a little, you know, a little, you know, still raw in the center, but just I like like to sear it on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then I put it in the crock pot. And I put a, about six red potatoes chopped up into, you know, bite-sized pieces. And about two cups of baby carrots. And then I pour my glass of wine into the crock pot. And then I, I put... Uh, Oh, <laughs> just I just it's a few jiggers of uh, Worcestershire, a pinch of uh, pinch of thyme, a dash of rosemary, some salt, black pepper, three cups of beef broth, and then I just let it go. I, I like to use that's all it takes. Every bay leaf that comes in in a, a little jar of bay leaves. <laughs> You just, all of them. It's super bad. I make like a pile of leaves like that you would jump in as a kid, but it's in the crock pot. And do you count each one? Yeah. It, or do you like to live dangerously? I, I count them because uh, I, I feel better knowing exactly how many bay leaves are in there. Well, because you're not supposed to leave them in because they can cut up your insides. That's true. I don't eat any of them. You should never eat a bay leaf. Is that really true? Speaking of... They, they cut up yeah, your insides? Really, <laughs> yeah, they, they're sharp. You should always keep track of how many bay leaves you put in a soup or stew and find them before you serve that soup or stew. Otherwise, you could be the next uh, assistant producer on Rust. <laughs> Here you go, Mr. Baldwin. Cold bay leaf, cold bay leaf. There's no bay leaves. This is a cold stew. There's no bay leaves in it. (laughs) Yeah, that is news you can use on gas station TV. Always count your bay leaves. Uh, I like, yeah, I also like crock pot. Crockpots for non-soup and stew uses, like you said, a queso dip. Mm-hmm. I have a small crockpot that I like to make dips and fondues in. Yep. Works really well for that sort of thing. 
any sort of just meat in a sauce. I, I love the classic Little Smokies in the barbecue. Ooh, Little Smokies in the barbecue. Crock-Pot-toberfest. That's right. All right, I, I, have, I have an idea. Okay. This one is called Lifestyles of... <clears throat> Lifestyles of the Employed. <laughs> this would just be a podcast where, I mean, like Robin Leach with Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, this is just, uh, we're, we're, we're lowering the bar here. This is just how people who are gainfully employed like to live their lives and spend their time. We could talk to teachers. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk to the crazy gremlin. Yeah. I I'm beginning to regret inviting him, but he is here for the. I don't know. Hour. It's been a he long hated. time since there's been a gremlin movie. Are you sure that he's employed? That's true. He he might. He probably just. I mean, like a lot of '80s actors, they just go on to do like voice work and cartoons. I feel like I've heard the crazy gremlin and some other stuff. Yeah, he pops up every once in a while. I, I think I've heard him as well. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he did uh, the voice of Batman in the Batman animated series. <laughs> Lifestyles of the Employed. So this is, yeah... We would just talk to people who have jobs about all of the wonderful things they spend their money on. Student loan payments, uh, car payments, apartment uh, rent mm -hmm. payments, mm -hmm. food. What kinds, ooh, what kinds of food are you spending your money on? Yeah. And, and like, what, How many what's... pools do you have? Oh, no pools. OK, see, a lot of people, they, they want to have one big pool that they have somebody dig a hole in, in, in their their yard for. But the smart money is buying many small pools. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, I want to have well, the like mini golf version of a pool. I, I want to have nine different pools. Nine pools. Play it twice for 18 holes. And they're all just like the inflatable kiddie pools. Yeah, there's one up on the roof. Like staggered around the yard. Oh, there's one on the yeah, roof. Yeah, you got to climb the ladder to get up there. How does the water stay in the roof pool? Is it just like one corner of the pool is full of water and the rest is... I, I, I took some of those... Uh, um, Crates that, that uh, actually you, you can put anything in them, but like records fit in them pretty good. I yeah. got some of those crates so that uh, that just props the pool up so it doesn't get all sloppy and spill all over the place because my <laughs> my my gutters don't work. So you've got one end of this pool is propped up with a stack of milk crates. That's right. Just tottering. I'm assuming this is at the peak of the house not not far off right right around there right yeah i didn't want to get too close to the hole in the roof that the raccoons go in yeah of course because 
Now, if I put it too close there, then it's kind of just the raccoon's pool. Like, yeah, and, and you, really more I, their bathtub and toilet. Yeah. That's where they, well, no, they love to wash their food. <clears throat> We've all seen those funny videos of raccoons washing their food. Yeah, but then, like, they'll piss anywhere. Like, they're not so? that I clean. just assumed that they, I mean, they have thumbs. I just figured that if you have a thumb, you also know not to shit where you eat. Yeah, I didn't say shit. I, they're spraying. They're just pissing with, yeah. oh, I mean, I guess that's true. They get some piss on their hands. They they, they do wash it off, but they, they aren't trying to keep their hands out of piss. I, uh, to be fair, I have never shit in my bed, but I do piss and eat. Lifestyles of the employed. Now, uh, do you think that you're going to be able to get uh, people at different levels of employment? I mean, that... I feel like we... There has to be a cutoff, right? We can't just have, like, Will Smith as a guest. That's true, but but could we get, like, people who are... Like, uh, uh, can we get some paper boys? Like, children who are employed, and and they can tell us about how, like, they can... They don't have to rely on their their mommy and daddy to buy them toys. They're oh yeah no. To be fair, people love that kind of bullshit. Like the like hearing about someone who's poor, poorer than you, but they're like whimsical about it. Like remember that movie was it called Away We Go? It was Jim from The Office and uh, that lady from SNL? And they're like just traveling around trying to decide where they want to live and start a family. That sounds familiar. Like, did did they end up choosing a place to live or did they uh, just, uh, you know, have a wild kid? I don't remember because I hated that movie so much that I just kind of zoned out. But it seemed like the whole movie was like, isn't this fun and whimsical? Mm-hmm. People who don't have a normal job can just do this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it, it's not easy raising a, a, a family or being in a family of six in a tiny house, but we make it work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty. There's like a whole genre of movies that's like this. You got the, was it Captain Fantastic? Or Vigo Mortensen has like 12 kids and they live in an old bus in the woods mm-hmm. or something. Yep. You got Little Miss Sunshine. And, These are all just and, movies and, about. And there's like a like a reality component to this. Like I, I know that uh, here in Louisville, there are train cars that you can rent out as uh, as apartments that cost more than my actual two bedroom apartment does. And it's How one droll. one train car. <laughs> is that is that over in like Shelby Park, like Smoketown area? Is that what you're talking about? It's like, uh, like, those those lofts on on Goss Avenue. It's kind of by those, those... train cars or apartments. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I thought they were decorations. No, you can rent them for like a grand a month. 
which oh my god other places that doesn't sound like a lot of money probably but but you're literally living in a box car yeah <laughs> yeah but there's there's no uh railroad bull coming around busting you over the top of the head like i mean it's all yours there might be because those <laughs> those box cars are 20 feet from an actual railroad yeah he just gets confused and said get on out of here <laughs> you don't even get to finish your beans got kicked out of your own apartment <laughs> Yeah, you wake up and they accidentally linked you up there. Now you're halfway to St. Louis. But but I have to be at work in an hour. You work on the trains now, boy. Okay. Just shoveling coal. You get fi- fired from your job at the Fusion restaurant yeah. because you were a no-call, no-show. You don't understand. I couldn't call from my house. <laughs> it's a metal box car. <laughs> That's lifestyles of the employed. Do you, do you have another one here? I do. Uh, this one is called uh, We Don't Have Doppelgangers Yet. Ooh. And this is, I don't know if this is so much an idea for one podcast, but more a scheme to make many, many podcasts. I think that we do one show where we get uh, a couple of people who are interested in uh, fill, filling our roles, and we teach them how to do the show. And then, then we have, instead of, what, what do we have, like eight ideas a week then we have like 16 and then they have to train two more and and then uh using the same sort of logic of the uh million monkeys at typewriters we're going to have some like shakespeare quality podcasts eventually eventually yeah at least we'll have some Gallagher two yeah yeah level podcast. We, like we can if if we ever book dates, like we'll have some people that we can just be like, all right. There you go. It's like a guy with a Cuban accent and a like an old lady. Yep. They could they could have they, that they could be the best they're ones doing it while they're also driving Uber Eats mm-hmm. <laughs> because we don't pay them very much. Yeah, I mean they're prob they're not going to get paid much, and we we, we are going to have exposure. to be like stern with them and say like this isn't your show. You have to say what we would say. So you yeah. have to get into our minds, and I'm going to uh, mold you like a lump of clay. Mm. it's it's like a i guess the actual podcast that we would be recording would be like a my fair lady situation ah so this would be us training our what understudies yeah kind of they're always waiting in the wings hoping that one of us like uh gets vocal polyps or something Mm mm-hmm so that they can they've they've learned all the lines and they're ready they're ready oh they're ready you never know when your big break's gonna come 
I'm just slowly sipping a big mug of throat coat tea, like, <coughs> not today, Javier, not today. And I'm, I'm, I'm just chain smoking and saying, like, I can do this forever, Agnes. You're never going to get your shot. You're going to die before I can't do the show. Agnes's husband died of cancer. And she's like, I don't understand. <laughs> he just keeps going. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine if somebody did a podcast that was uh, them with the ghost of their dead spouse? Ooh, that could be fun. How would they do it? Like a Ouija board? I, I think that, that there should be a uh, Ouija board that has uh, like a Roger Ebert voice or a Stephen Hawking voice component to it. Oh, where okay. uh, it, it can it can sp- speak out like a robot would. Like a digi Ouija. Yeah. <laughs> Like a Mr. Spell. Ooh. Mr. Magic Spell. Yeah. And then this could, could possibly be... Uh, it wouldn't even need to be a board anymore. Like, just having a digital... I guess you could have one of those uh, really precise uh, gamer mouse mice. With the, with the big ball yeah. on it that's really easy to move. <laughs> and then you just mm-hmm. get everybody around and everybody puts one finger on that big ball and see what letters yeah. that it highlights on the computer screen. Ooh, what if we could get that big glowing orb that they let Trump touch in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> and it just has someone's dead husband in it. It has it has the the neural pathways of someone's dead husband. Yeah, we're not mystics. This is science. Then we're like, just get in here, Agnes. Ask the orb. What, what does he want for dinner tonight? Steakums. <laughs> oh my God! It is him. It is Wednesday. We always had steakums <laughs> on Wednesday. And in that way, it's kind of like a Lifestyles of the Employed episode. Except that the ghost, the filthy ghost, isn't employed. Mm. Do you think... Ooh, pardon me. Do you think that ghosts might have jobs? I mean... They say that most ghosts have unfinished business. Yeah, that's true. But I I thought that was always like uh, business, like getting even. Uh, I mean, I think sometimes it is, but sometimes it's like a lost love or something, you know. But what if it was like I was supposed to. I was supposed to, you know, clean out the grease trap. <laughs> Some say that if you, uh, if you're at the Hardee's. <laughs> <laughs> Some say if you're at the Hardee's after 11 p.m. 
you could still hear him wailing and trying to open the grease traps. I'm sorry. I was just I was just thinking about how potatoes grow eyes. You ever so many leave, eyes. leave that bag yeah. of potatoes for too long and then it turns into a horror movie in your your cabinet? Oh, you ever have a potato go bad and it just smells like poop? Yeah. Oh, you have one like fall out of the bag and it like rolls into the back of the pantry you're like, why does it smell like poop? I'll tell you, 90, 99% of the time, a potato fell out of the bag, and he's back there somewhere turning into slime. The other 1% of the time, it's my friend Andrew Glidden has pooped inside of a macaroni box and <laughs> hidden it in your pantry. <laughs> and all I did was I went to the barber shop. And I asked for a whole pillowcase full of hair and then put it in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he got revenge. Um, I don't know which one's worse. Mm. But then again, I'm a, I'm a big you. macaroni fan. I, I think I would find that poop fast. You'd find that turd right away. Yeah, I was like, I think a mouse is dead in the wall. Oh, man. What is this smell? The whole house smells terrible. For a month. For a month, it was a turd in the <laughs> Maybe there should be a uh, prank version of the game Clue. Mm. It was, you'll say it was Andrew Glidden with uh, his own feces in the pantry. Will be the uh, <laughs> solution to the game. But you'll have to check the little <laughs> dossier uh, to make sure that you're right, because you know he could have shit anywhere. Yeah, you never know. He's like uh, like the shadow. The shido. <laughs> you ever have a phantom pooper at a job or uh, in school? I, I had a, uh, a, a messy pooper, a, a serial messy pooper, somebody who would leave a uh, shit stripe on the uh, toilet seat every single day. Like, but you, you, this is on accident, most likely. Probably not like they weren't like taking their finger and like, no, it it looked like it could have uh, happened somewhat naturally, but it was so frequent. I feel like it had to have been on purpose that they weren't cleaning up after themselves. Like they couldn't have not noticed that many times. And honestly, if a person's ass is so covered in duty that they're somehow leaving a skid mark on a toilet, they're probably not the kind of person who's going to clean a skid mark on the toilet. I mean, I feel like I would be uncomfortable with doo-doo in my ass all day. I'd be, I would be scrubbing that before I'd ever get to the toilet. This person can't be bothered to do either. Did you ever find out who it was? Um, I brought it up uh, amongst co-workers, and there were people who had very, very strong... They were completely certain as to who it was, but it wasn't somebody I knew really well, so I, I, I'm not going to 
it, they could have just you know hated this one guy on another shift i don't they're like you ever notice how that, that guy is constantly surrounded by flies <laughs> <laughs> He just has a cloud of dust around him, like pig pen, all the time. But but it's a uh, uh, fecal material. <laughs> it's just a shit cloud, yeah. just whirling around. It's like a tornado, a shit tornado. <laughs> all right, I got another idea. Okay, what do you got? This one's called the Bachelor Awards. Ooh, and this kind of, I feel like. At least the other two, if not three, podcasts that we have discussed could also play into the concept of the Bachelor Awards. Mm -hmm. This would be awards for great achievements in the Bachelor lifestyle. Things like taking a shower because you ran out of toilet paper. (laughs) Or... Making way too much chili and then calling it meal prep. You ate enough to make yourself sick on the first night, and then you just put it into into old lunch meat containers and took it to work with you for a month. I want to make a like a chili that you make in the same way that you make the ambrosia salad, where you put one ingredient in a day. Mm. What's an ambrosia salad? Oh, it's that that weird dessert that old people make where you put one ingredient in a day for like an entire week. And wait, is it it it's like uh, whipped cream and like pineapple? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like the pineapple goes in pretty early. And I think the whipped cream is towards the end. I didn't know that this was like a whole like like a bonsai tree like you. I just assumed that you made that really quick. Nope. You you got to be. It's, like it's a, grosser than that. It's like making salt cured egg yolks. You have to have a lot of patience and. God. What else goes in that salad? I don't know. I need to look it up because I've never I actually like made it. Having it. I would guess Cool Whip. Lime gelatin. Uh, like pineapple, like just a crushed pineapple, pistachio maybe. Is pistachio in it? We're doing research. Yeah, I'm. I am currently working on that that aspect of it. Uh, it felt like it was mostly. F- oh. Pineapple, mandarin oranges, coconut, uh, marshmallows. Oh, marshmallows! Yeah. And you and you you take your time with this. You say. As far as I remember, but I, I'm wondering if uh, they they were just telling me tall tales as a child. I'm a pretty gullible person. I don't know if you I mean noticed. it could be the sort of thing where some some people do it this way but you don't have to. It's like a stew. You can make a stew really quick, but a good stew takes time. 
you want to let that thing go all day, just simmering. Yeah. Put it on the lowest setting, and that beef will be so tender. Mmm, mamma mia. Well, I'm I'm a little bit confused right now because nothing's like popping up that takes several days and these ambrosia salad pictures that I'm seeing look a lot cleaner and nicer than, than what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> None of these look like somebody cleaned out their uh uh trash disposal. So This is what comes out of the ghost grease trap. Yeah. Uh, I think good, I mean, I will say that there are two kinds of good bachelor recipes. The one is the one thing that you know how to make really well that takes forever. And you don't realize that it takes forever because you don't know how to cook. So everything takes forever. But you'll like go to the store and buy a whole jar of each spice because you don't have any spices. <laughs> And then you're just like uh, a bay leaves for everyone because yeah. when am I going to make a whole pot roast again? Three pounds of ground beef <laughs> and a dozen bay leaves. <laughs> uh, the other kind, of course, is when you say you're going to make stir fry and then you proceed to dump a can of Campbell's chunky beef stew Onto ramen noodles. <laughs> that was my one big meal when I uh, first got an apartment. And I would sit in a folding camp chair and watch TV eating my ramen noodle, chunky stew, stir fry. Soup that eats like a meal. Mm -hmm. Especially once you combine it with another meal. Nothing nothing makes soup like a meal, like when you have a whole second meal <laughs> yeah. mixed into it. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, uh, if you can find it in your heart to donate to We Don't Have a Podcast Yet, we're... Um, we're losing a lot of uh, valuable <laughs> items around the studio as the crazy gremlin continues to wreak havoc. We we thought he was a huge get, but it turns out it's Bobcat Goldthwaite on the Tonight Show all over again. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's go to the Podtron. Okay, the Podtron forty five hundred. Folks, the Podtron forty five hundred is an artificial intelligence. We give a list of the top thousand podcasts on the internet, and it takes those names and analyzes them and comes up with titles for podcasts that it thinks could also be hits. Do you have uh, an idea from this list from the Podtron that you like? I like, uh, well, it's uh, zero slash 20. <laughs> so it's like zero twenty instead of twenty twenty. Yeah, and so I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I saw this one and I immediately, I was like, damn, because I, I had the thought to do something similar to this, uh, 
specifically in regards to how everyone now acts like they were against the Iraq war in 2001. <laughs> Everyone's like, man, we fucked up. Oh man, what a fuck up. But I mean, I'm, listen, I'll say it. I, I was like, yeah, we got to get them. We got to get them for freedom. We were all kind of crazy about it. Like, I'm not saying there was no one, but I'm saying that you're hard pressed to find a person who was like, yeah, I was psyched. I wasn't, you know, the people who, uh, what am I trying to say here? The people who actually were against invading Iraq, I think are, uh, uh, very rare. Most Americans had gone hog wild. Okay. So, so in, in this situation, you're saying that, uh, zero slash 20 is, uh, hindsight is not hindsight is, uh, zero, zero 20. Yeah. What, what were you, what were you talking about with your, your, I was still going with the, the 2020 thing, but I, I was just going to say, uh, uh, just like all news now, it would just be a misinformation show. It'd just be bad news. Yeah, it, but I mean, we would have to come up with a different style of bad news. Like we're we're not going to use any of the uh, popular talking points. It's just going to be our own special stew of misinformation. What uh, What about this? This I think this could be like. This has the potential to be something real and relevant to our time. Zero twenty, and it's the news where we deliver the news based on having only read the headlines. Oh, okay, yeah. So we're just we're giving you the news as we heard about it from scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go to the uh, to a news website here. And it's telling me I have to open an app. Oh, there's already another window. Oh, and it's asking me to subscribe. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so you you've, you've subscribed? Yes, I have okay. subscribed. Okay, good. Now now they can make with the the news then. All right. Breaking news. White House press secretary tests positive for COVID after opting out of foreign trip. Mm. Folks, this is a big deal. The White House press secretary has tested positive for COVID after opting out of a foreign trip. Here's what we know at this hour. The trip was going to be to another country. We're not sure what country. We can speculate. France. China. China. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Robotswana. Now, 
Now, what I find interesting is that the opt-out happened before testing positive. What does that say? And a lot of people, a lot of people are saying this. They're saying, what's up with that? Huh? You didn't even know you were sick uh, yet. You just wanted to get out of work? You want to uh, call in? Sick day? Mm, or maybe this is the, you know, this is the, the missing piece of the puzzle that's been right in front of us all along. Opting out of things is what gives you COVID. How many of us stayed home when we heard there was a pandemic? We opted out of work, mm -hmm. opted out of social life. And what happened? Cases spiked. Yeah, it's a fair, very fair point. It's just it's just like it's just like the stock market. It only works if people believe in it. And also it skyrockets during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that. I, I I hadn't thought that deeply about it. I was just thinking it was a uh, when when POTUS is away, the press mice will play like just wanting to have a Ferris Bueller's day out of it. Oh, but, uh, that is. Oh, that is. All, I mean, let's not rule that out. But I, I think there there are uh, like some some numbers to back up what you're saying. There is a direct correlation. There was tons of opting out of things and tons of COVID. And and it's like mm -hmm. a, a one to one correlation. Like you can plot that on the map and and it's just uh, two little lines that y you make one red, you make one blue. You see a fucking purple line. And, and I'll be honest. We've started going back to doing stuff. I'm hearing less and less about this COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're telling me, and I'm believing you, that we should have been bowling this whole time. This is a man who hasn't bowled in over two years. I haven't bowled. I haven't bowled. Let's get back in those, rolling those balls down the alleyways. For, co for against COVID. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's like Tinkerbell. I'm listening. If you don't believe in fairies, then they die. Oh, man. What, what if they, they did a performance of Peter Pan in a bowling alley? And, and uh, when instead of asking for people to clap, they ask them all to roll their balls. Let's head over to. Celebrity news. OK. Twenty celebs who have different natural hair color colors colors. Twenty celebs who have different natural hair colors from what they're famous for. Um. Do you think Steve Martin is one of them? Well, oh yeah, no, he's been going around with a. Uh, with a bright, a bright red, <laughs> a big shock of bright red <laughs> hair. What about Jeff Bezos? You say like, uh, he's got actual yeah. hair, it's just flesh tone and, and it's very short and, and the camera <laughs> yes. 
Camera luck. He's just got flesh colored hair and it's slicked back. <laughs> and everyone thinks he's bald. <laughs> I think that that should be the, the, the next. Like, I mean, I, I hate for Jeff Bezos to be a trendsetter like that, but I think that I think that. I I would like to have flesh tone hair for for a day. I want I wonder if that's possible because that would be a hilarious look to have. Yeah. Just hair dyed perfectly the same color as your skin. Yeah. And then you just grease it. Back. Yeah. <laughs> some people get up close and they're like, "Whoa." Some some people have like short uh contoured hair and it would look like they had a weird uh skull shape. Like, uh, and then folks like me who have really long hair, uh, you, you look like a Twi'lek and that's great too. Here's another, this uh, headline from Buzzfeed news, Ed Sheeran revealed why he thought he was quote gay while growing up. <laughs> Just happy. Yeah. He, 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 it was in quotes. Yeah. He's talking about the, the old use of that word, and, and he was just happy as a lark. Uh, he would skip to and fro. Um, Hither and yeah, thither. He was gathering those rosebuds as he was wont to do. All right, I got I got one here from the Podtron. This one is titled, How I Built the Screen, colon, The Screen. <laughs> okay. What do you think so, that is? I guess it would be us talking about how we built the screen. And, I mean, maybe each season it's a different kind of screen. Season one, it's a uh, we're trying to build an outdoor movie projector screen so that we can we can try and get in a couple of fall backyard movies. Okay, that's that's good a good start. But like, uh, if we're building a movie screen, I'd like to build it like the uh, classic drive-in movie theaters because uh, the one that I grew up with had an apartment in it, and I used to dream like. What if I could live inside of the movie screen? <laughs> what? It's like a big skinny building. You know, it's the good three stories tall, but just like a shotgun shack. But the back what? back half of this uh, big apartment slash house was was the main screen for the drive-in movie what? theater. What? <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Did they have tornadoes in your hometown? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine living in a three-story wall <laughs> in the middle of an open field and hearing that there's a tornado warning? I'd, I'd probably go to the basement. I would want that screen to retract into the ground like it was a fancy car stereo. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! So how wide was this building? Was it wider, wider than say a box car? Uh, it, I mean, it really was. 
I'd say about a shotgun shack width. It, it was just like a three-story shotgun shack that didn't have windows on one complete side of it because it was all one big-ass movie screen. Oh, my God. And it was probably a little bit longer than, than a shotgun shack as well. That sounds horrible. Have you have you seen the blueprints of the UC Santa Barbara dorm? No. This is a this is a news story that I actually did read the article. Uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, the, Charles. I think it's Charles Munger. He's the uh, Warren Buffett's business partner, and he's donated like a zillion dollars to the school, but they have to build the dorm he designed. <laughs> and the if you look at the layout, it looks like you're looking at a microchip blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a, a prison blueprint. <laughs> it looks like a slave ship. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's is, the future of education. Is there a loophole where they can just build it and it can just be like Munger's Folly? We don't actually <laughs> put humans in there. They just, they, yeah, they use it. We to wanted score his money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's full of crickets. Uh, it's a giant bait shop now. Mm. Yeah, I saw someone posted a side by side comparison of that, of a like a rendering of one of those dorm rooms and a Norwegian prison cell. And the difference was the Norwegian prison cell had a window and the dorm room had a bookshelf. <laughs> Otherwise identical. Well, some say that, that books are, are a window to uh, <laughs> yeah. any number of fantastical worlds. So, they have Wishbone come in and explain it to you. No, it's not bad. Now, look through this book. We're going to Treasure Island. Mm -hmm. And then Wishbone, well, Wishbone doesn't talk, but if he could, he would say, you know, my crate is bigger than this. <laughs> You're going to be very well trained. So that's how I built the screen. The screen. I like uh, saying the screen a second time for emphasis. Well, it's like maybe there's like a, there's like how I built the screen origins mm. and how I built the screen, the screen, how I built the screen revelations. Do you have another Podtron? Yeah, this one is um, fantasy football and angel. <laughs> And, and it's not footballing, it's footballing, like fallen angel. Footballing angel, yeah. Footballing angel. And, this is uh, an angel who refuses to kneel and, and thank God when he makes a <laughs> touchdown. And so he is banished to hell. Well, he, he's a, a fallen angel uh, who has to do god's work here on earth to try to earn his place back in heaven and he is elected to do so uh through uh fantasy football oh which is yeah a, i guess uh, 
difficult way to do it, but I'm interested and invested in seeing it done. Yeah. I forgot about the fa- the fantasy football angle of this would be that he's not actually playing football. Yeah, he's he's just giving uh I mean so many people do play fantasy football and to give them good free advice is you know what what Yahweh is all about. He is unironically showing up to the office Halloween party dressed as Ted Lasso. But mm-hmm. also has never seen Ted Lasso. He's just very insecure and in trying to fit in. Um. So is this is this football an angel? Is he good or bad? Well, he was bad, but he's trying to be good. Okay. Okay. It's I a like it's that. a pretty classic formula. Kind of like the Incredible Hulk or the A-Team. Now, the A-Team were framed for a crime they never committed. Now, well, uh, possibly they were forced the, the onto football the wrong and side angels. Of the law. Maybe, maybe he was framed by... A, perhaps there's a, a, a truly evil angel in heaven and all the more reason for him to try to get back there and, and uh, clear his name and cast evildoers out do you think that there's like a like a robert vaughn character in football and angel like i think wasn't it like colonel stockwell or something like that i i think that there we, we need to flesh this out a little bit more because the file photo that my brain finds for the football and angel is just the crow but he's Ooh. got like a football jersey on. What about if it's um What if it's like Mean Joe Green, but he's wearing like the crow costume, but then with like the crop top jersey over top of the crow costume? Okay. And then he's like, you know, <coughs> throwing it to a kid. But so then, does so he has the football jersey pulled over top of the duster, and not vice versa. Is that no? A, I'm sorry. He just has like the Edward Scissorhands like bondage suit on, okay. and then the, and then the football pads and the jersey over top of that. But he's still just playing fantasy football, so he's just got his cell phone out and not not doing anything physical. Yeah. I, I forgot that it was fantasy football again already. God damn it. This is why I get kicked out of fantasy football is because I start doing hard tackles halfway through the season. <laughs> Putting people in the hospital. Giving them CTE. But I, I think maybe the all the uh, character actors uh, you're, you're looking to cast... Uh, could be in a fantasy football league that he is uh, a benevolent caretaker of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it can maybe get a little Ted Lasso-ish where his positive outlook on life uh, positively influences them and, you know, leads to these these people reaching out and trying things that they never would have it with without his influence. Ooh, kind of a highway to heaven situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like I like that because then Robert Vaughn's character from the A Team could kind of be his Ziggy from Quantum Leap. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a like a combination of the two characters where he's. Of course, Rob, Robert Vaughn's character was like a CIA agent who knew that they were innocent, but just kept stringing them along to make them do more stuff, I believe, was how that reputation worked. So yeah. maybe get uh, get some of that in the mix. He's making this football an angel. Uh, you know, teach, teach uh, this other guy's kid how to ride a bicycle. He knows there's there's no danger because uh, th- this angel never really fell from grace. I mean, he's he's still an angel. He's good. God. The proof's going to be in the angel pudding. <laughs> God's mad. But at any time he could just show him like the security camera footage and got to be like, oh, OK, <laughs> my bad. But then this character he needs a name. What's a good name for like a for a, a fantasy football playing angel? Well, I was thinking more of the guy who's like working as the the heaven's CIA handler for football and angel. Okay, but let's come up with a name for football and angel as well. I I fear that we're gonna whatever we pick, people are just gonna call him football and angel. So, well, yeah, yeah, that's how that works. They they don't call him Michael Knight. They call him Knight Rider. Yeah. They don't they don't call him Mr. T. They call or they call him Mr. T. They don't call him B.A. Baracus. So. I'm trying to think of naming conventions for angels because you've got you just they're just first name only. Right. I mean, I, I can only really think of Gabriel and Michael right now. Gabriel, Michael, uh, Metatron. Ooh, Lucifer. The original football and angel. <laughs> um, let's see who else. What was the what was the touch by an angel lady's name? The character or the actress? Either one. I think Roma Downey was the actress's name. Oh, yeah. And then I think her name probably was just like Elizabeth or something like that. So you, you've you've got a pretty big split between kind of normal first names and then just like sci-fi weirdo names. Monica. That was her name. Yeah, so I guess you need like a like a mononym, preferably like a Bible name. So maybe like Timothy. Okay, I, I like Timothy. And then for for the Robert Vaughn character, what do you think about like Flip Hassel? Flip Hassel. Is that too short of a name? It, I like it because of the football thing, because it sounds like you're saying flip pass. 
which oh, isn't yeah. really a thing, but it sounds like it could be. Maybe that's in the third season. He invents the flip pass. And I've already forgotten it's fantasy football again. <laughs> I'm just imagining him playing football. Well, that's that's dedication to your fantasy football team that you're infiltrating NFL games and uh, teaching teaching the team's new plays. Yeah, maybe that's the whole thing is that he doesn't he doesn't get that he's supposed to be playing fantasy football. And so the whole time he's affecting real life football because he keeps getting in there. Oh, maybe it's an angels in the outfield situation where instead of uh, <laughs> trying oh. to save a family, they're just trying to influence their fantasy teams. It's a guy and an angel. And the angel is sent to earth to play football, but he ends up having to stay at a guy's house who is going through a divorce and all he has left is his fantasy football. (laughs) And so then, so then Timothy, the football and angel is trying to help him with his family problems. But at the same time, he's getting involved in football and affecting the fantasy football league. And so it becomes this kind of uh, crisis of conscience for our main character. Does he keep leading along this dumb angel who just keeps going out there and cracking skulls on on the gridiron? Or does he come clean with him and potentially lose his fantasy football tournament? You'll have to tune in to find out. Jim Caviezel stars in <laughs> Fantasy Football and Angel, starring Jason Momoa as Timothy <laughs> and Robert Vaughn as Flip Hassel. <laughs> Archangel. All right. I got another one here from the Podron. This is called No Easy Brother, My Bony. (laughs) The Podtron's still trying to make my bony happen. It loves my bony. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to stop it. He's got a few few, uh, pet slang phrases that are his favorites. And good choice. I, I, I think about my bony from time to time. This is no easy brother, my bony. So I guess if you're saying my bony is tantamount to my boner, then I guess that no easy brother, my bony, would be about having sex with your mom because you want a brother. (laughs) Is that how it works? This is no uh, easy brother, my bony. Look, <laughs> you're having a little pep talk with him? Listen, my bony. We need a brother, and this is no easy brother, my bony. I think that most... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that seemed like it was a pretty easy brother. <laughs> <laughs> the wacky grill. 
I completely forgot he was here. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying? Uh, we, we, we could also possibly just focus on uh, worst brothers. Oh, yeah. We, of course, there's, uh, there's the, uh, there's plenty of great bad brothers in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible is full of bad brothers. There's the story of Jacob and Esau. Yeah. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. You have Joseph, Joseph and, his and all of his brothers. brothers. Yeah. yeah. I love the story of uh, Jacob and Esau because it was the Bible says they were born they were twins but they were like fraternal twins. And one one of them just looked evil. One of them came out hairy from birth. And the other one sneaky. And the sneaky one tricked the hairy one into giving away his inheritance. And then covered himself in fur and went to their blind dad and said, hey, it's me. Give me my inheritance. (laughs) And he fell for it. He was like, let me feel your arms. And it was just like sheepskin. He was like, yeah, that's you, Esau. Real hairy and dumb for stew. Oh, because he traded his inheritance for a bowl of stew. Which, I mean. I mean, fair is fair. I think we've all done uh, things that we're not proud of for a bowl of stew. Mm. Yeah, no easy brother. All right, here's. All right, here's what we got this week. Crockpot Toverfest. Lifestyles of the Employed. We don't have doppelgangers yet. The Bachelor Awards. Zero Twenty. How I Built the Screen. The Screen. Fantasy Football and Angel. And No Easy Brother, My Boney. Okay. I'm leaning towards uh, Bachelor Awards. I do like the Bachelor Awards. I yeah. I I would say either Crockpot Toberfest or the Bachelor Awards. And honestly, maybe we. What do you think of this? We combine the two, and we look for the most bachelory crockpot recipes we can find. Okay. We can reach out to people who. Uh, submit their crockpot recipes that are clearly the work of a bachelor and not of a, say, a, a woman with children or, you know, a grandmother who's been passed down this recipe from her mother. No, these are crockpot recipes for bachelors. 
And then we'll have like some other special awards along the way. Okay. Maybe this kicks off the first week of Crock-Pot-toberfest. And then I, we have to keep this in mind with every other episode is that it's going to be an installment in Crock-Pot-toberfest. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. I, I I don't. I I'm I'm trying to think of how I would feel like like how how many weeks of eating entirely crockpot meals I could do before I I started to dislike crockpot food again. We just have to find a way to tie the crockpot into whatever we choose each week. We yeah. don't have to eat from the crockpot every night. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be about food. I mean, a crock pot makes a pretty good weapon. You can swing it by its cord like a, a pretty badass flail. Yeah, there you go. If you're if you're a small guy, it could be a, a pretty suitable hot tub. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a normal-sized guy, a pretty uh, embarrassing helmet. There you go. Folks, if you'd like to hear the Bachelor Awards, if you are a no- if you think you might be a nominee, or if you've received a notification in the mail that you are a nominee in the Bachelor Awards, you'll want to go to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Go check out the Patreon. You can sign up, support us at the $5 level. You'll get an episode every Friday, plus an entire back catalog of over 100 episodes along with other bonus extras. There are some video episodes we've done. We did one called McGee and We, where we watched and reviewed episodes of the classic Christian children's... What is it, a fantasy? I guess so. Uh, It's not fantasy like dragons. It's fantasy like a sad loser made up an imaginary friend. It's it's like a family sitcom that... uh... As an imaginary friend. It's a family sitcom where the family is not in it hardly at all. Despite it being produced by Focus on the Family. It's about a boy who just sits in his room by himself and talks to a cartoon character who's come to life. We also have done other better stuff. So head on over to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet and check that out. And uh, if you have an idea for a podcast, please call into the podcast hotline 702-P-O-D-C-A-S-P. That's the number to call. Leave a message for us with your idea for a podcast. And it just might end up being our next show. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye.